Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Is the Lord speaking to anybody about angelic ecstasy? <laughs> I want you guys to learn something real practical in this high praise. Now we're fully God inside minded, but we're ascending and Jesus ascended into the clouds. So the Father wants you to ascend. There is such a glory upon you to raise your soul and mind and flesh and blood elevation into higher realms of glory. So just lift your hands up, close your eyes, and breathe in deeply through your nostrils. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking your children up. Now you can, anytime you're feeling oppressed by anything, you can stop what you're doing now and lift your hands up into the Holy Spirit. He's in you. He's upon you. The upon you part is to raise you up. The in you part is that your spirit saved. You need both. Jesus ascended physically. You must ascend physically with your physical hands flying upward like super Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Super Jesus. <laughs> and you can just try it with your car parked or in the rooms that you're familiar with. In your motorhome, in your car, in your truck, in your house, in all the rooms of your house, in the laundry room, in the the kitchen, in the when you're doing the dishes, before you do the dishes, men. Just lift your hands up into the cloud and ascend. Because when you do ascended dishes, it's no longer a chore. It's a Holy Ghost roar. Whoa! And that's the place of peace that crushes Satan under your feet. Underfoot means... Your Reeboks, <laughs> your Brooks, your Nikes, and even your Dolce & Gabbanas. Soon the God of Peace will crush Satan under your Balenciagas, <laughs> or your Toms. No. Hey, that's okay if people like Toms. <laughs> your camping shoes, your Crocs. There's a lot of glory in Crocs. That's the person that really don't care. Person stopped caring a long time ago. Just wear Crocs every day. When they don't fit, that's when I trim my toenails. I'm living in the glory. 
And if I ever feel irritated, now I know how to ascend and feel intoxicated. See, it's the elevation of your soul and flesh rising. Rise even higher. How high can you go right now? How high do you want to go? And so, you're taking your soul up and you're also taking everything that God's added unto you up. So your car will go up too. So you don't get cut off on the freeway anymore and you literally are invincible on the roads. It's one of the best covenant promises is the road king. (laughs) Amen. And you just test it out like Elisha driving 215 miles an hour in your Bugatti and see if the if they can catch you, amen? Be biblical about it. Amen. Did you guys feel like you went up? My ears popped. Your ears popped. You people watching? Amen. As you're watching, put your hands up, close your eyes, and I thank you, Father, for their angels that grab them by the hand and pull them up into a higher elevation of your glory. (laughs) Every, Every sickness and disease will fall off your body as you ascend physically. So sometimes to get a miracle, a healing, and deliverance, all it takes literally is the lifting up of your hands into the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I remember when I backslid in Bible college, I got, uh, became a real mess. I got seven times worse between my junior and senior year. It's about 2004 and five. And when I got restored back to Jesus, and uh, I never lost speaking in tongues, but I mean, I was snorting a gram of Coke before going to Bible class. And that's where, I mean, I was crying too, and I was just asking for help. I was a mess. And I I backslid real bad in Bible college. And um, as I was coming out of that, I realized the devil tried to kill me. This This is not a game. And I, I started to get really desperate. And so I started to join my mom at a revival meeting in Minneapolis, and I don't even remember the name of it. But I remember being fresh out of a backslidden state, and it was hard to lift my hands. But as I went, I um, got restored back to my senior year of Bible college, and as I went with my mom to revival services, it became easier and easier to lift my hands into the glory. And I saw creative miracles. I saw stage four cancer healed. I mean, we saw AIDS healed, HIV, incurable diseases healed. And it was all because of a surrendering of the soul and flesh to the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the lifting of your hands is the surrender to the Holy Spirit. And yes, you can put your hand on your belly and recycle the Holy Spirit into your spirit. So it's not just like I go up during this time and then I sink back down because it's your spirit that pegs you in that place because the inheritance 
of Jesus Christ is shared with your spirit and your spirit is what pegs you at that elevation. The new elevation is sustained by your spirit and then it's shared with your soul. So if your spirit is higher than your soul and you're seated with Christ in heavenly places supernaturally, you're born again, born from above, you need to share all of it with your soul and with your brain. Let your brain know that you're saved. Amen? Let your brain know, hey, we're in heaven now. And this is how you do it. And this is how you get all the sourness, all the hardness, all the that bitey stuff. And that's all Satan. That's, that's your sin. Don't blame the devil. You agreed with the devil and got it in you. So it's you. It's me. And so you just, it's sin, and you just let it fall out of your brain. It literally, it's just weeds from the world of being whatever. I mean, you can be in the glory and still have all kinds of stuff in your mind that needs to get burned out. And so you just go up higher. Lifting your hands is taking your brain. into the glory (laughs) holy spirit we yield our brains to your glory and through our spirit we ask that you would peg us into a higher elevation in our minds glorified in your light and in your weightless angel feather reality where there's no there's nothing in my brain that's keeping me pegged into the world i mean my brain is going into the garden of eden my brain is going into the throne room (laughs) and these kind of decrees and then these activations of faith and this works guys you literally when you start to get sensitive to the holy ghost and it's all by faith because the holy ghost operates through you by faith and so surrendering lifting your hands the bible says lift your hands to the lord it's written in the scriptures lift up your hands to the lord so you're lifting them not to an external you know fallen angel you're not lifting them to the second heavens you're lifting them up into the cloud that jesus is in jesus ascended into a cloud so with revelation you lift your hands up into the glory realm. (laughs) You can lift your hands up into the house of wine. You can lift your hands into his treasure house. God reached me with an external open vision in 2008 of a golden hookah that in my physical eyes in front of me, a scroll came down. And my entire vision was in this scroll. And I looked into the scroll and I saw God the Father's hands lowering down to me a golden hookah. (laughs) So, and then the Holy Spirit spoke audibly saying, you can toke this hookah, get as high as you want on it every day. So, there's an external breath of faith, a breath of life, the Holy Ghost will impart into your mind the same rarefied air that Jesus is breathing. Now listen, this is something the Holy Spirit's talking about right now. We'll go into some praise in just a minute. But the Holy Spirit says, 
in business, people say that dude breathes different air. <laughs> if a person has skills beyond imagination, they say that guy breathes different air. There are elevations of breath, which is the quality of life in the soul. And so you're going to learn how to breathe a different air as you go up from glory to glory. The air will change. Yesterday when I began breathing, I saw blue air and it was like razor sharp crisp crispness into my nostrils and it was blue. It was crisp and it was sharp, but not painful, not like swords, like a sharpness of a very high, rare, blue breath of life. Never breathed this air in my life. And when I began to breathe it, the Holy Spirit said, when you are successful, you breathe a different air than those that are unsuccessful. When you have skill, you breathe a different air. It's all about the breath and the quality of life in the soul. God is glorifying your soul with degrees of different airs. You're the heirs of salvation. It's true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give us a revelation of the breath of life. Different elevations have different breaths of different qualities of life. You don't just have in your soul the Zoe life. You have to grow from glory to glory in different elevations like it says degrees in second Corinthians 318 there's degrees or dimensions of breath and if you understand how breath works in the soul in your natural realm the Holy Spirit can lift you up out of anything poverty homelessness drug addiction alcohol your current economy there is a breath of a millionaire. There is a breath of a billionaire. There is a breath of a trillionaire. They breathe a different air, says the Lord. <laughs> when you begin to breathe the air of success, the air of purity, the air of holiness, you ain't going back to dirty air. You can't breathe it anymore. You create the atmosphere with your praise, with your thanks, with your spirit, with your soul transformed, with your mind transfigured, with your elevations, with your ascension, with your crucifixion and death and burial and resurrection, you create the atmospheres of breath. So people will come around you and since we're delivered from selfishness in order to have all these different degrees of different elevations of breath of different qualities of life we will share that with others which is the quality of our ministry so clearly no matter what you're doing in the realm of the natural you're going to be a minister because you are creating the atmosphere of breath to everything in the entire earth come on <laughs> you know some of this breath is extremely intoxicating some of this breath they say man I feel like I'm on drugs around you it's because your soul is filled with the quality 
of the Holy Spirit's life. Your mind is renewed and you have a revelation of the quality of life in Jesus' flesh, in Jesus' soul, and you know you're a co-heir. You know you have a legal right by the blood covenant. You have a legal right to an inheritance to His quality of life. That's why the Holy Spirit's here. The Holy Spirit is here to raise you up into different elevations. The Holy Spirit is here in this generation to make you the children of His resurrection. Okay? Now we've been developing the Spirit for a long time and now the soul and the flesh are about to catch up real quickly. So when you put all that in the treasure house and then you have external oppression because you neglect the soul and you neglect the flesh, when the soul and flesh catch up, guess where they go? Into the elevation of the quality of the Word of God that you believe and treasure in your hearts. So you begin to go up into the high treasure rooms. You begin to go up in the ascension of the glory cloud. You begin to ascend as a pillar, and I believe it's written in the Song of Solomon, who is this that comes up out of the glory cloud? <laughs> Amen? Pillar of a cloud. See, a pillar, y'all know because you're coming out of major witchcraft, a totem, which is an Asherah, or a tree of knowledge of different elevations of the illumination of Satan and his angels. But it's a counterfeit of the pillar of the Lord. Satan's never created anything. He has no ability to create. He is a counterfeiter. So the true, real deal, according to the Word of God in Jesus Christ, that an overcomer has a pillar. There are different elevations on a pillar. You're the bottom of the pillar, but the bottom of the pillar is glory. Middle of the pillar is glory. But where you're at on the pillar is a different elevation. So you can be at the top of the pillar and glorify the top of your head. Then you can go to the bottom of the pillar and glorify the soles of your feet. And everything in between the pillar of the cloud of glory releases God's throne. See, this is ultimately what ascension and descension in the pillar that holds up the third heaven through this world does. It creates an atmosphere for everyone to experience God's glory. <laughs> Which is the true fulfillment of the promise of the rainbow of the days of Noah, that there will be a new heavens. A heavens that is a covering of the cloud of the third heavens in the second heavens and in the firmament, which is the sky. Song of Songs 3.6 Who is this one ascending? Who is this one ascending? Just say, it's me. It's me. It's me. I'm ascending. I believe you. I know you are. This is not complicated stuff. It's simple faith. I don't need advanced teaching to ascend. I don't need to overcomplicate ascension. 
I just need to be like a little child that lifts his hands into his father's glory and I go up. <laughs> right before your very eyes. <laughs> and it feels like rocket fuel. <laughs> Amen? And so if you can't go up any higher, it's because there's hooks in your hearts and minds. And so that stuff is stuff that the Holy Spirit will shine a light on, just like he has for me and every other person that gets sanctified who's ever believed in Jesus. It's not just you. No one's picking on you. It's everyone has to get purified, sanctified, and transformed of soul in order to be established in all your soul and mind in throne room glory. There has to be a complete and total transformation and a glorification in order to operate in kingship of New Jerusalem. You can be children operating in the glory, but you won't know how to use the glory effectively by revelation until you're totally transformed by learning all God's ways. Holy Spirit teaches you about Jesus to learn all His holy ways, all of His supernatural ways of how to live perfectly, sin-free, stain-free, curse-free, problem-free, poverty-free, lust-free, pride and idolatry-free, and especially religious-free in the glory. <laughs> Who is this one ascending? It's me! It's you! How do you know me? Well, I saw you under the cloud when you were ascending, when you lifted up your hands. Wow. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Does this astonish you? You will see greater things than this. You will see angels ascending and descending upon Jesus in your hearts. Amen? You know what they're trying to do. You know why the angels ascend and descend on all y'all? Every believer. Because they're lifting you up through your whole soul, through your whole personality, into higher realms of inheritance in the heavens. Man, I... The worst thing you could ever get into is lateral Christianity and just be flat. <laughs> you need to get into vertical ascension Christianity and be a pillar. I mean, ascension is everywhere in the Bible if you read it and open your mind and open your Bible <laughs> and let the Holy Ghost train you against the training of the religious spirit. People get trained against Ascension, because the devil doesn't want you leaving the world. The devil doesn't want you leaving the Earth's atmosphere. He's like, orbit around me. Yeah, orbit around a religious spirit. Orbit around a lust spirit. That's why demons destroy destinies, because it causes you to orbit around a false god, a false star. You're created to orbit around the bright morning star. We're returning to original orbit of the morning star. How many of y'all know your planetary system? You're called an earthen vessel. The knowledge of the glory is given to the earth. Your body is the earth. 
So your body is learning how to return its orbit from the fallen angels in the earth dimension of idolatry to orbit around the celestial dimension of Jesus Christ who ascended to the right hand of God. <laughs> the knowledge of the glory is for the earth. And your flesh, your brain, is earth. Amen? So you have to learn in your brain how to ascend and stay ascended by revelations from the glory of God. The glory is your teacher. I mean, I think Christ dwells in the glory, right? We're like, we have one teacher, it's Christ. Is it the Christ in the glory? Is it the Christ in the perfected light and liberty? In the right hand of his pleasures forevermore? Is that the Christ you're serving? Or is it a lateral Christ like a fallen angel? <laughs> false Jesus! The apostles dealt with false Jesus constantly. They say many false Jesuses or antichrists have come into the world. They're the ones that keep you flat and you never learn the glory. And what happened when the glory came on Jesus? He raised him from the dead by the glory of the Father. So when you're in the gift of the Spirit of glory, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you always ascend from glory to glory. So check if you have a false Holy Spirit. Is, am I still struggling? Do I still have the same stuff going on? Am I still, still sinning in the same areas of unbelief? You have a false Holy Spirit. Because the real Holy Spirit lifts you up. Holy Spirit cannot sin and he cannot tempt with sin, the Bible says. If you're tempted, it's because there's stuff around you that you're orbiting around that ain't God. Jesus already defeated every demon. You don't have to. You're not called to defeat demons like you think you are. You're called to ascend in the Spirit and that's how they fall off because they were defeated at the cross, the Bible says. If you sit there and try to fight stuff in the earth, you waste your life in ground warfare and false spiritual warfare, which is a huge temptation for infants in Christ. Don't fight demons. Fly with Jesus. Totally different life. Now, when you fly with Jesus, he will take you into the belly of the red dragon. <laughs> you, but you're doing it with the Lord, and you're going to fly right back to the eagle's nest. And you're going to be refreshed in the Spice Mountains. You're going to be in the Eden glory light. You're not going to be camping out there because you've been raised from the dead and you're already seated with Christ's heavenly places and all false warfare falls off of you when your soul comes into agreement by just an act of surrender. That's why lifting your hands is so powerful. <clears throat> it's telling the angelic world of devils and angels I am yielding to the Holy Ghost and you can't touch me anymore. I have given my soul to the Holy Spirit and then there comes a time where now it's like open your eyes with your hands on your belly and you're like, whoa, I've changed. I'm in a different... And if you feel oppressed again, you go back. And this is what a disciple is. A disciple has all the tools in their belt of truth of how to sustain a perfect realm of peace and bliss and glory all the time. And if I'm ever dealing with anything of darkness, 
I just need more revelation in order to overcome it. Amen? Pretty simple. It is the truth anyhow. Who is this one ascending? It's me! It's you! From the wilderness in the pillar of the glory cloud. He is fragrant with the anointing oils of myrrh and frankincense. More fragrant than all the spices of the merchant. Wow. Amen. There's another place where it talks about the pillar and the cloud. So these are all tools. If it's written in the word, the word of God is called the sword or a tool. It's a weapon of war. It's, it's what you use to maintain what Christ did for you on the cross. You're all given a sword, which means you're learning how to use tools. The main priesthood tool of the Levites of the Old Testament was what? The sacrificial dagger to cut open the animal sacrifice. A sword. It's a reference to a sword. We think sword is just for battling demons, but the sword's main primary use is for animal sacrifice of the soul to just circumcise myself and sanctify myself. That's mainly what you're going to use your sword for. Amen? To circumcise your heart, Romans chapter 2? I mean, just to be biblical? <laughs> Amen. That's how you kill the animals. You know, the animals have nothing on you if they have nothing in you. Jesus said, Satan's coming, but he has nothing in me. Why? Because he practiced his own words from his father and there was no hypocrisy. He was thoroughly perfect in his soul. He had a perfect soul. Amen? Now how about you having a perfect soul? See, that's your promise land. A perfect soul in the equal perfection of Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, which turns into the house of wine. Right? Gethsemane is where he sweated blood. How many of y'all know that blood is called the wine of the New Covenant? It's not about the animal's blood anymore. It's this transfigured sacrifice pouring from his head is the wine of Gethsemane. You drink it right off of his head. That's where it came from in the Bible. I'm seeing it in a vision right now. He's wearing a crown of grapes and you can drink the best wine for last right off the king's head. Jesus is a great king and kings like to party. There's no king that doesn't party. Doesn't exist and never has and never will. They have all the money, they have all the power, and they use it to have fun every day. It's called the king's life. Everyone wants to be a king because everyone wants all the money. Everyone wants all the fun. Everyone, they have every mall, every store you go to, it says king, queen, everywhere. And you go and you buy them at Walmart because you all want to be kings and queens. You just don't have the money. Guess what? The money is above you. As you ascend in your soul, you'll go to elevations of easy, golden streets. Of easy street. Amen? Truth anyhow. 
If you don't ascend, you'll stay in your condition the rest of your life. You'll stay at that level. The children of the resurrection constantly ascend. Every day, there is a greater glory. Even if you've hit the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, which a couple of you have, you've tasted life on the throne of the Father. You've had a taste of it. But now you're going to be established there and angelically ascend and descend throughout the pillar of the glory cloud, the whole pillar of your transfigured soul, which is the rulership of the universe. That's how you rule the world. The Bible says they're, they're going to rule the world. This isn't a pipe dream. This is Bible. It's written, Revelation 5.10, they will rule the entire universe for 1,000 years. That's exactly what it says. And this is the practical discipleship to do that. <laughs> and it's like only 40 people want it in the whole world. Why? Because they're full of false teaching. They're full of charismatic fluff. It's true. Why is there a lack of hunger for the higher things of God? Because the prophets and the apostles and the pastors and the teachers and the fivefold of the church have not gone higher themselves and they don't even know it exists. So they can't take people to places they haven't gone. This is reserved for sons that were raised outside the walls of the church. You can't discover this stuff in an incubator. You have to be outside the walls in the wild, wild west, raised by wolves and bears like King David, and not just in Jesse's house. No, no, no. It was the shepherd facing the real world outside the protection of a natural father in the Bible, the messianic sonship, kingship anointing. And we love church because we need incubators because most Christians are in diapers and we celebrate everyone born again. Now it's time to get cleaned up and to grow, 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 grow by change, 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 change by learning the knowledge of the glory until you're clean all the time and you don't stain your robes anymore with acts of lawlessness. Amen. <laughs> and you learn how to just stay in the glory. And when the enemy comes and he will come, you can divide asunder soul from spirit and be like, what is that thing? And I just lift my hands and I ascend over it and it dies as it goes under my feet. Some stuff, especially from believers that are deceived, what they'll do is they'll curse you with their anointed prayers. It's called anointed witchcraft. And you deal with hundreds of thousands of people that just don't know any better because they're trained in lateral flat Christianity instead of ascended glory cloud Christianity in the heavenlies. And so what they do is they start praying their religious doctrine against you and cursing you. And they're born again and they're mixing it with praying in tongues, but they don't have any revelation. So they're literally praying witchcraft prayers. And so you feel that stuff come upon your head. Most of the warfare you deal with as you pioneer for other believers is from your brothers and sisters like Joseph thrown into the pit and sold into slavery by his own brothers. You'll deal with that if you go into the glory guaranteed hundreds of times. Guaranteed. It cannot be avoided because a lot of people just don't believe the kingdom glory gospel of God's joy. And they don't have any revelation. 
and their pastors don't have any revelation and it's just without revelation people perish and they practice in what's called a parish that's what they actually call a catholic church a parish because they're perishing for lack of revelation they don't have any revelation there's no intimacy with the holy spirit there's no direct revelation so they're in a parish and the graveyard's right behind the church so after you practice the parish then they just bury you under a tombstone and they're connected because religion is the spirit of death which is the last curse to be overcome amen well truth anyhow hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's do a couple of songs and then we'll go up again. Let's do a five course meal tonight. <laughs> I saw a vision before that last song ended. It messed me up. I saw the seven horns of the Lamb of God. Holy! But the horns were the eyes. I guess. I never knew that. <laughs> and if the horns are eyes, that's the new vision coming out of the piercings through the skull. So these are horns like, uh, not like a unicorn. These are horns like Samuel's oil. These are horns like the uh, menorah. So see seven menorah points, the, the fountain of the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit in you. It's rising through your soul and it's piercing out the top three layers of your soul, which is your brain, your mind. And that's your, your horns or your eyes. The oil itself is your vision. Seeing, I counsel for you to buy oil, ISAV, which is anointing. Jesus Christ, red letters, Revelation 3, so you can see. See, if you're still seeing with these eyes, listen, man, you know, Adam and Eve never opened their natural eyes until they came out of the glory. They didn't even know they had flesh. They had no self-awareness. So your eyes will go closed as the glory gets stronger and stronger in your spirit and through all 33 degrees of your soul. It's true, you're going back to the Garden of Eden, so you have to go back to original design. God created them perfect. And we left perfection, now we're going into perfection by learning His ways of what He did in the beginning so we can have it in the end of time. Amen? So, it's transition because you'll you'll burn the eye sockets out of your head. What about the eyes of flashing fire? Yeah, what about them? If your eyes flash fire, you're seen by the oil because it's the oil on fire that makes it flash. That's a different characteristic of vision than the seven eyes of Revelation 5. The eyes of flashing fire of Revelation 1 is one revelation. 
the eyes of Revelation 5 is a, a whole different revelation. Remember, it's not just one revelation. Seeing is a whole nature of God. And scripture says there's four faces to God, the wonderful four-faced man. In Ezekiel, eagle, ox, lion, and man. So if eagle, which represents the vision of God the Father, 25% of the entirety of our eternal Father is in vision and seeing. So these are just foundations, guys. This, this is stuff that will be endless discovery and ever-increasing glory for the eternity of the eternities. We're just laying prophetic sonship foundations so that you can close your natural eyes and see with your spirit eyes through your heads. It does go through the skull. The Bible says that the horns of the oil go through the brain. So the oil has to hit the mind in order to see supernaturally. You know, you see visions. Why? Because the oil of your spirit touched your brain. It's, that's all a vision is. You dream dreams because the oil of the Holy Ghost touched your brain while you're sleeping. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh or I'll pour out my oil on all flesh and they're going to see visions and they're going to dream dreams. Joel and Acts 2. It is written. Why? Because the oil, when it hits the brain, sees. And if you learn how to grow in the oil, become a disciple of the anointed one and his anointing oil, then you grow in vision, which is the eagle nature. 25% of the entirety of the Godhead. Amen? Amen. Okay. Shabbat. <laughs> Revelation 3.12 For the one who is victorious, I will make you to be a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, permanently secure. I will write on you the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, descending from my God out of heaven, and I'll write my own name on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool you guys are falling in love with praise and worship I can't wait till you fall in love with sonship teaching it's a completely you can feel it like oh I was having fun dancing and now it's like teaching it's like going back to school after recess <laughs> Hallelujah. Recess and uh, eating is all you do when you're young in the Lord. But then you get hungry for prophetic teaching. And you nerd out and live in the library of heaven, not earth. You can't learn this stuff on earth. You can't learn this stuff in any place on earth. There's no school on earth that teaches you heaven. If it's a prophetic school, they're in heaven, teaching you from heaven as heaven. And that's anyone that knows him. Anyone that's a Christian. Because they're in heaven. So, that's going to be everyone. Everyone's going to live in the glory and then be able to explain it. 
and communicate it through their souls, using their tongues. Amen? Are ye not yet infants in Christ and do not yet know how to speak? First Corinthians says scripture. Yeah. The scripture, the reason why it irritates young people in Christ are teaching the scripture, even like glory teaching of scripture. The reason why there's an irritation, irritation, the higher and the harder the teaching, the fewer the people. Remember, when Jesus taught hard things, he said, this is a hard teaching. Who can receive it? He lost 99% of his people because of how hard the teaching was in the Bible, in the Gospels. So Jesus didn't teach easy things. He taught things so severe, so difficult, that were humanly impossible, that the only way people could be around him is if he had hand-selected them and destroyed their plan Bs. That's what the Bible says. So if you have another option in your life, you're going to eventually go there. Guaranteed, you'll betray him. You'll no longer walk with him, John 666. So this is for disciples only. To them we speak in parables, riddles, and dark speech, but to the disciples of the kingdom of his glory, we speak face to face, which is teaching the glory to remain inside your spirit on the other side of your eyeballs as a light being. How to maintain the atmosphere as kings over the universe. How to create a new world and sustain it under our angelic spirit rulership, Revelation 5:10 reality. So this is a get-to, not a have-to. There's only a handful, a couple dozen people being even trained in actual kingship in the whole world. Because it's hard teaching. They can't receive it. They can't hear it. They want the infancy stuff. They want the bottle of milk, and they get it. If you want milk, you'll drink milk. People will drink milk their entire Christian lives because the sacrifice for a one-year-old level of infancy is practically nothing. There's practically no sacrifice. You don't even have to transform. You can still be human. You can still be an animal. You could still be flesh, full of your own opinions and ideas, and then just go worship God with lifting your hands every Sunday morning, and that's 95% of Christianity in the whole world. None of them are learning anything deep in fact, they mock deep things. They do. That's why they stumble. They stumble over deep things. A child, it says in Corinthians, will actually choke and possibly die as stumbling if they're taught solid meat for the mature. That's what the Bible says. Solid meat is for the mature. Infants in Christ can only have milk. So, I'm not saying, oh, being derogatory of your level of maturity in Christ. Don't misunderstand me at all. I'm saying in order to become a disciple of solid meat, there's going to have to be a complete cleansing of everything out of you that's not him, and it will all burn, it will all die, and any plan B, it will have to be removed from your life in order to be a real disciple. The same qualifications of Jesus Christ and his twelve 2,000 years ago are the exact same as Jesus Christ and his 12 today. But we have left everything to follow you. 
Amen. Go sell, come follow. It was the only thing you could do to be a disciple. And then you had to learn his ways as a rabbi, his teachings, his yoke in every way. And it had to consume you. And there was no going back to anything else. You could not go back to your business. You could not go back to anything. Later on, your families could travel with you once you were a disciple, but you had to leave your family to become a disciple in the Bible. <laughs> and then you go back and then take them with you, and then they're part of the people that you're ministering to. And sometimes, if they're, you're blessed, there were a rare occasions where they were both disciples. But it was extremely rare, even in Paul's day. Almost all of them were unequally yoked, and that's why it's better off that you're not married and stay single, and that's my opinion, Apostle Paul, it is written. <laughs> because if you're unequally yoked to someone that decides to not be a disciple, they can't even help. They can cook for you, but they there's no advancement of the kingdom, there's no revelation, there's no understanding, there's nothing. I mean, it's basically like having a pet dog. But I love my dog. Yeah, man's best friend. We love the animals and the soul that's not a disciple is animal according to prophetic revelation in the Bible and we love animals there are clean animals and there are unclean animals these are the days of Noah and they're all human souls is the human soul an animal the Bible tells you it is the mark of the animal is written on every human beings forehead read the book of Enoch it's all animal forms this is the wisdom that the Spirit of God is releasing now to mature ones you have to have prophetic revelation and wisdom of the days of Noah and then understand the clean animals and the unclean animals. Now, if you go into the ark, you metamorphosize and become fully angel. Angel, which means no longer animal at all. At all. That's so if you are clean or unclean, you go into the ark, which is you go into the glory. Where was the glory? In the ark. It is written. And so you go into the glory, and that's what dissolves all the goat, all the badger, all the false coverings and false clothings and false identities and false likes, wants, cares, and all that nonsense of the soulish realm of the fallen angels. It gets incinerated, and you become rock solid in the identity of God the Father on the inside with no consciousness of self in any direction. Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So the most exciting thing is growing in Christ. Everything else sucks. So you want to get addicted to maturity and the mature things of Christ and sacrificing the stuff that's not Christ. And you get over your offense and you get over all the little stuff of self-analyzation. You get over self-evaluation. You can't even know your own heart, so don't judge yourself. <laughs> do not judge yourself and do not judge others. It's the guaranteed way you won't grow. If you judge yourself, you're stuck there forever. If you let the glory judge you, oh my gosh, because he's the only one that can help you, he will lift you up <laughs> by his judgments, because the only thing that dies by the glory judgment is sin, the world, and demons. And they don't want you to get into true glory. They don't want you to get into true judgment. Because that's what strips the world out of your soul and makes you as perfect as he is perfect. <laughs> See, all you gotta do to be perfect is just walk in the glory and let the glory judge you constantly. 
I don't judge myself. My father is the judge. But even if I did judge, my judgments would be true. Jesus Christ said, Amen? <laughs> Why? Because he was fully cleansed by his father's glory in every level of his soul and existence. There was no thought life in the interior castle that was not the perfection of his father's opinion about everything. <laughs> so the agreement of God is what makes you perfect as he's perfect. The disagreement with the Father is what allows the enemy entrance. It's called lies. Now we're born completely filled and flooded with external pressure of lies and you're raised up in a society of lies. You're raised up in a school system, a Greek educational system that is based on total lies. It's all lies. There's no truth in the world at all. It is written. There's no truth in the world. Zero. There's zero truth out in the world. All truth comes by the Holy Spirit speaking through your spirit, speaking through your brothers and sisters' spirits, and then illuminating the mind to the spirit of Jesus, which is the truth. You can't get truth outside in the world. You can get truth inside in the temple. Okay, temple of truth. First John says the Holy Spirit is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the truth. You guys read the Bible? You know that verse? Yeah. Okay, chapter and verse then. That's what I thought. John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another Savior. Another Savior, guys. Shaba. The Holy Spirit of Truth. He will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. <laughs> but you will know him intimately because he will make his home in you and will live inside you. <laughs> Truth from the Spirit of God inside you. Stir it up! <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Ghost will release fire right from your belly and hit your brain. And it's good, it's good to get torn to pieces. It's good to get shredded inside and out, exploded, imploded. Listen, any kind of niceness to the animal is a lack of niceness to the Holy Spirit. Trust me, especially if you've even considered becoming a disciple. Because the word thrashes the animal inside and out. Remember, the ark is where the animal goes to die, so you're no longer animal, or being able to be offended, or consciousness of self, or any kind of emotions or feelings whatsoever of worldly things, so that only the angel of God, who's omniscient, remains. Metamorphosis is transforming you into the exact likeness of Christ. I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in you. Which means the angel of God is all that's left of me because I've been imploded and exploded by the glory 
hundreds of thousands of times per minute. He goes, it's a star, it's a star. It's a, it's flashes of fire. His eyes flash with fire because he's being exploded by his father's glory. Hello! He's being exploded with his father. Your eyes are gonna flash in your skull and then they're gonna get sucked into your spirit. And you can say, I'm being sucked into my body and I'm being spit out of my body. Amen. There will be lukewarmness spit out of your mouth. There will be hot, fiery coals imparted into your mouth and you'll swallow coals. They'll go down into your belly and they're going to change your organs. They're going to change your stomach. They're going to change you in your inner man. The organs of Jesus are a little different than human organs. The Bible talks about flesh as organs. And if you have celestial flesh, you have celestial organs. Oh Lord, let there be grace for this teaching tonight. The precious things of heaven. Give us the precious things of heaven. We want to eat fresh manna tonight. Fresh bread from heaven. <laughs> Lord, let, let our people value the word a thousand times more. Not the word of a man, but what God believes, the word of God. Lord, all of the stuff in us that doesn't treasure revelation, I just curse it and command it to die, shrivel up, and be blown away as chaff in our minds. The brain is the place where the word is rejected because it finds no value of it for our own selfishness. I'm telling you, what I saw during worship, the glory is dealing with selfishness on such a level. The judgment of the glory is upon our selfishness. Judge our selfishness, Heavenly Father, and kill it, curse it, destroy it out of us so that the glory that has killed Jezebel, which is selfishness, the sorceries that keep us self-aware and aware of ourselves are dead in us. That is what the cross is for. The cross is for killing selfishness. Oh my God. The selfishness is so freaking out of control that the only hope we have is the glory as judgment in our souls to set us free. So like, oh my God, please judge the selfishness in everyone and more, more than we're comfortable with. Burn us up. You're going to get drunk because the, the throne room of its glory has incinerated your selfishness. If you're in there, you can't get drunk on you. That's being full of self. The reason why people are not sensitive feelers and don't value the things of God because the container of the soul is full of themselves. You cannot share that body with God and be full of yourself. You'll never have God. You'll be around others who have God, but you will never have it yourself until you empty and pour out your soul, pour out yourself. You have to. You cannot walk in the spirit, in the glory.
in the fire, in heaven. You can't even go into heaven unless your soul is poured out. That's what thanks is. Thanks and praise and worship is the total outpouring of self upon an altar of fire that kills it as sin. Self is sin, and the practice of self-consciousness is practicing sin. So all of that dies. We want it to die. Let the glory kill it. Let the word. So when you eat manna, when you eat the fresh bread, when you eat the word of God, when you devour the glory, when you drink the glory, when the glory sifts you as a judgment seat, white throne. Why is it called a white throne judgment seat? It's white because it's the glory. It's the glory. The white throne judgment seat is the very glory you're lifting your hands up into. And if we want to go higher, we're going to have to take judgment, 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 and we're going to get just shredded by the glory. We need a nuclear meltdown in ourselves to remove our souls from all the sins of self-consciousness. I mean, you talk about the glory, you talk about stuff. You know what manifests in people? If they are not sanctified and transform a soul, selfishness. Immediately they'll talk about themselves, all of my experiences, me, 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 what you can do for me, 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 because they're full of Satan. Satan, not Jesus. Because of a lack of judgment from the throne. That is what we're at war against. The selfishness of Satan inside believers' souls that think you have a right to retain self-consciousness and be a Christian. You're not a Christian. You're fake. You're not a disciple. You're fake. You're not a prophet apostle. You're false prophets. You're false apostles. Only Jesus is the fivefold, and he imparts that through judgments that destroy us out of our souls so we're possessed by him in the fivefold. You don't have a calling apart from Jesus. He is the body of Christ. If you're the head, you've just gone through the most judgment, and you're barely even in there, but you're still in there. If anyone says they're not in there, they make God to be a liar. Oh, we're at war against whatever's in there. I will kill it. I will stab it in the back. I will stab it in the belly. I will stab it in the face. Every day is Halloween against my beast nature, my red dragon nature, my false prophet nature, which is the unrenewed, unregenerated, unregenerated, uncrucified soul, mind, will, and emotions. Beast, red dragon, False prophet. It's the mind, the will, and the emotions that are not completely and thoroughly killed with Holy Spirit covenant with spirit. Here, in your spirit. If your spirit ain't killing your heart, your brain, and your bones with Christ, crucify with Christ, which means killing with Christ. Crucifixion is a brutal murder. It was a torture device of brutal, murderous death in the Bible. I have been murdered brutally with Christ. What am I murdering? My own sinful nature. That's why I'm drunk. I'm drunk because I'm killing the animal nature in my heart, in my mind, and in my bones. 
Your bones are the will of the soul. Your brain is the mind of the soul. And your heart with blood beating in it is the emotions of your soul, mind, will, and emotions. All of them die as beast, red dragon, and false prophet. You know what false prophet is? Someone that speaks out of their brain as stupid and lying as it gets. And the fallen angels take them right up into false kingdom of heaven in the second heavens and share all their visions every service and fake prophetic Christianity everywhere. Totally fake. Real Christianity costs you your soul. False Christianity is a bless me club. Wait, I come in here to get blessed. I come in here to die to my animal so that Jesus gets blessed. Jesus rises. Give him the glory. Crucify everything else. Be a disciple. Unless you pick up your cross and follow me, you cannot even be a basic disciple, let alone an apostle. There were 72 disciples, but only 12 apostles, right? So most people aren't even apostles. Most are disciples if you're fully crucified and annihilated. I'm talking about the standard of total annihilation of mind, will, and emotions. So first and foremost, we need biblical apostolic understanding of the first century of becoming basic disciples because we don't have that in American Christianity in the charismatic church. We don't. Then you can go into understanding apostolic government, rulership from the training through annihilation of the white throne judgment seat of Christ. So the glory is lifting you up. You're like, glory, 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 glory. He's lifting you up, but the higher you go, guess what? There's going to be a higher responsibility. Ruth Heflin went up and guess what? She met with all the presidents and all the kings of all the nations all the time. Like all of them. Every nation she went to, she was over the cities of the earth, meeting with the strong men and the leaders of every single nation because she ascended so high and became in union with the white throne judgment seat of Christ. If you go up and you gotta stay up, there will be government on your shoulders if the white dove takes you up. So people don't want any responsibilities so they never get into God. I don't want, well, God in you wants responsibility. You might not, which is a normal, healthy reaction, because if you do, you're probably disqualified as a, a, a power-hungry animal, an antichrist. <laughs> the ones that don't want it, they're the ones that need it, because they're going to give it to God, because God wants it. We just need vessels that aren't full of power-hungry lust. Vessels that are full of a passion for God's holiness for him to live through their souls so their faces shine with the angel of God and not the angel of light. You know the difference? Heaven and hell, Satan and Jesus. Faces will shine with the angel of light and we say, oh, look at that ministry. Lying signs and wonders, second heavens. That even the elect could be deceived. But then the face over right over here and the YouTube channels both come up on suggested channels at the same time. One's Satan incarnate, one's Jesus Christ incarnate. You're going to have to buy ISAV with the eyes of the anointing oil to crucify your brains to see, which means to discern. Rarely have I seen Christians mature enough in the oil, in the eyes of the oil through a crucified soul and brain to discern between the angel of light, which is a name for Satan, 
and the angel of God, which is the name for Jesus Christ in the Bible. Can you even tell? Do you guys know if you're watching an angel of light right now? <laughs> That's certainly what they accuse us of. <laughs> right? But you notice the angel of light ones, they're defending their pride. They're not accused of anything. There's no persecution. They're just let go. All of a sudden, 500,000 views on YouTube. No persecution. No resistance. Why? Because they're completely of this world. Jesus Christ said, Matthew 5, If I am your teacher and you are my student, you will be mistreated horribly like I was. Right? If you are applauded by everyone, Jesus said, you're a false Christian. If people are rooting for you, if your families approve you, you're fake and false is what Jesus Christ said in the Bible. If they approve of your Christianity, you're worldly. You're satanic. You're satanic Christians. You're Luciferian second heavens, false kingdom, fake Christians. If you're persecuted and hated, mistreated, slandered for my sake, which is the sake of the glory, Matthew 5, then it's a testimony that you are my disciples. So we don't seek persecution. If you walk on the glory, you'll be destroying the works of the devil. You'll be destroying the second heavens. You'll be destroying that false light, those angels of light. And there's one third of them. So there's a lot of them. 200 million. I heard their number. And they will come at you through everyone deceived around you in the whole world. Especially, you notice this, through people with religious doctrines. You have to be trained in religion to have a religious demon. It's a discipleship of Satan. To be trained in religion takes as much training as it takes to be trained in the glory. Training in the glory is easier. It's lighter. Training in religion is a hard path. And then you boast about how hard you had it. And I just, I mean, I have suffered so much, so give me a big offering. I have, I live in a freaking leper colony. My skin's falling off and I eat my scabs for dinner. Donate at redlitterman.com. And it's pure satanic manipulation through religious suffering. That's the Antichrist. If I throw my body into the fire to be burned but have not the glory, it counts for nothing. 1 Corinthians 13. Truth anyhow, if I'm not with Christ in the glory realm, which is the realm that God dwells in, but I do all the sacrificial garbage in the realm of the natural, I'm the most misleading false Christian in the world. Ouch. I think we just hit about 90 million Christians with love because the truth is love. In order for you to come into the glory, and it's not to say I'm better than you, it's to say Jesus is better than you. The glory is better than you. The spirit is better. See, because the self-nature is what the fallen angels possess, so you get offended by true love that sets you free with the sword of the spirit upon the angels of light that are in you, influencing you with second heaven selfishness, which is Jezebel. You must overcome her sorceries and temptations in order to have any overcomer's abilities. This is not optional stuff, guys. To him who overcomes nine times, book of Revelation chapters two and three. If you don't overcome, you undercome, which means the devil wins and you're defeated. 
that ain't gonna happen. So really get a vision for what you're warring against in your own selfishness. This is how the devil works. If you hate the devil, you will hate your own soul. That's written in the word many times. If you love your life, you will lose it. If you want to keep your life, you will sacrifice it. If you cling to your life, you'll burn in hell. Jesus Christ said it. If you keep your life and protect your soul and don't burn it on an altar as an animal sacrifice, you'll go to hell. That's what Jesus taught and the apostles taught. That selfishness is the serving of the fallen angels. The ones that are disciples are the ones that burn their souls as an animal sacrifice to the living God. Those are the only real Christians on the whole planet, guys. The selfish stuff is the Antichrist, and the body of the Antichrist is all the selfish Christians in the world. That's what the scripture says. So there's some of that in you guys, so let that convict you. Because you don't want to have mixture with Satan. That mixture will boil to the surface if there's secret stuff growing in you. It'll come up because the glory will mature both the weeds and the wheat. They grow up together inside the same soul. And at harvest time, guess what? Judas Iscariot was right there with Peter and they just split because they'd all been matured by whatever had been growing in them. And if you're not growing in, pouring out your soul as an animal, as a beast with revelation and really just burning it up, killing it. When harvest time comes, when the glory really matures what's in you, you'll be with the fallen angels and not Jesus Christ. And we see that all the time because people don't sacrifice anything. They're just completely selfish animals and they protect their souls instead of pour them out as a burnt offering. So you have to have a resolute understanding of the outpouring of your soul as the animal sacrifice of a manure pile and the grace of God is the indwelling of the Spirit Himself constantly. And if you're not aware of that, you have to grow in revelations of the cross to be aware of that constantly. Otherwise, you just take it for granted and you don't value the things that kill Satan from influencing your soul and you're just completely deceived. So you begin to understand the things of Jesus more deeply. More, It's like in Bible college, I didn't go deep enough to sustain myself from backsliding. I had I had Pentecostal revival, signs, miracles, and wonders, healing of every sickness and disease. We had um, all kinds, gold dust, all of the craziest signs and wonders. It wasn't deep enough to make it. It wasn't deep enough. There had to be a deeper depth of understanding the tools of the disciple in order to make it against the fallen angels. They don't even play fair. And we're in shallow waters with 75% of our body exposed for lack of the cross. You are not going to make it unless you're all in. If a righteous man is scarcely saved, what shall become of an unbeliever? And you say, oh, well, God's good. Your God's a fallen angel. See, you don't understand the cross, the white throne, as judgment towards sin. The Holy Spirit has sent Jesus Christ's red letters to judge and convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And like, don't scare them. No, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the white throne, the glory that judges the stuff in you that needs to die and go to hell now out of you so that heaven can possess you right now. 
is what you really need to make it to stand up against fallen archangels. When your spirit stands before a devil the size of the cosmos, who's going to win in the wrestling match? We wrestle principalities. And we're like, oh, I don't do that. The glory of God as you ascend will do it through your spirit. You cannot avoid conflict or confrontation with demons. It's not possible because you're in the world. You will have trouble. Be of good cheer. Have overcome the world, it is written. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know, I struggle with some PTSD from losing nearly 99% of the people that ever walked with me. And I can see when people are making terrible decisions inside their souls. And so I address the stuff at Joel's bar just as a warning because I've seen this stuff thousands of times. When the angels of light come and it starts to take root and starts to grow in the soul and you start to fall away. That's why you need the judgment seat to burn the stuff you can't see in yourself. The hooks, the invisible stuff of your rear guard the glory of God is your rear guard, which means it judges the stuff you can't see that falls short of the glory that's in your soul. That's how people don't make it. They don't allow the glory to judge them. Amen? If you let the glory judge you and you don't judge yourself, because you're don't we don't have the capability. You let the glory just all the severity of the glory of God just judge me and you're just teachable and clay in the potter's hands and you're like the glory's right i am literally constantly wrong about everything in my brain the flesh is always wrong the spirit is always right and the holy spirit is the truth jesus christ said it the holy spirit is the truth and if that truth can judge every layer of your soul filled with millions of lies not one lie DNA is a record of lies. DNA, you have billions and trillions of cells with DNA coding written in your bodies. We are bags of lies, not just one lie, billions of lies. That's why the deception is so strong, because the very coding of your DNA is infused with everything false and wrong in the flesh. And unless you burn it and pour it out on the fire of God, you'll be completely deceived by your very anatomy, by your very DNA, by your very hormones and chemicals. There's no truth in the flesh and there's no truth in the soul. Truth is a spirit that rises by faith that burns the animal and the lies out of the soul out of a DNA level the word made flesh how does the word become made flesh and we become living epistles read of all men we allow our dna our natural existence our soulish existence our brains our culture our nations dash the pieces like pottery it is written all of it to die a brutal death and to no longer live and when it tries to be reanimated by shadows and demons will speak into the dead areas of the soul. They'll speak into the soul and say, can you please practice some kind of animal shadow in those layers to give us rest in your souls? That's what the demons, that's why they're so desperate to influence souls. And they can't live in a human soul, they'll live in an animal partial soul. They live in animals too. They'll live in birds, they'll live in dogs, they'll live in cats. 
They'll live in anything. They need flesh and blood. They need blood to rest. They need souls. Okay? So our job is to not give the enemy rest in our soul, which takes such a discipleship, such a fortitude, such a stubbornness against Babylon and against selfishness and against temptation. It's not even so much a passion for reading the Bible eight hours a day, although you get hungry, do that. When you're hungry, read the Bible eight hours a day. It's a wisdom and an understanding of how everything works. When you understand how everything works, then you have a battle strategy that makes it all practical, which makes it valuable to your mind, so you never throw out anything God's training you in, because your life literally depends on it. A disciple's life depends on the things of God. Everyone else, they depend on themselves because they've rejected becoming disciples, a deeper level of following him. They're not real followers of Jesus. You got a billion people on the planet that claim to believe in Jesus. A disciple doesn't have any following of their own soul, any following of the natural realm at all. In fact, you don't even do anything until you have an unction from the Holy One and He knows all things, which means you don't even move until the oil moves. The Apostle Paul, in the book of Acts, he was led by revelations every city he went to. If the angel didn't go to that city, he didn't go to that city. If the angel went to that city, they went to that city. You have to be revelation-led in everything in order to be a basic disciple. That's not even apostle, that's to be a disciple. A 72, a member of the 72, is continuously led. What are you discipled in? Spirit-led, revelation-led, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which is intimate knowledge being led from your spirit, and your spirit shares the secrets of the secret place up into your brain. And your brain's illuminated by third heaven, because you got inside-minded, instead of second heaven, if you're God outside-minded, bewitched. So the bewitched think they're being spirit-led, but the when the real spirit-led Christians come around, they always manifest, weep, and gnash their teeth, because they're of a second heaven's kingdom. This is why it's so deceiving, and this is why you have a Christian civil war, and this is why people are weeping and gnashing their teeth at the manifestation of the sons of God. It's not celebrated by Christians at all. It is completely and totally neglected and rejected and despised and hated more than anything else. And that's not my opinion. That's the truth anyhow. That is reality. That this level of commitment is the most hated and despised thing in the universe. It is because it brings total judgment upon the selfishness of second heaven's Luciferian false external bewitchment, which means it's gonna rip the roofs off of churches. There'll be no churches in the kingdom age. On earth as it is in heaven, I looked and there was no churches there. Now we have a good church. Well, you have a good church when you have a church of the firstborn in heaven. This bar is temporary. I look forward to everyone living in a citywide tabernacle to the church of Minneapolis, to the church of Toronto, to the church of Los Angeles. Every church in the Bible is a city at minimum, but Jesus said go and disciple all nations. So a nation in the Bible is a church. Disciple nations. Which means, how are you going to do that? We plant churches. We don't know how to because we're not elevated high enough in the glory 
to be angelic rulers like principalities over nations, but you will be as you ascend. You will be. You will go up and your natural ability will die and fall off you, go down into the earth and become fertilizer for things that grow. Because it's all manure. Manure is great fertilizer. And you have a testimony, you overcame everything in your soul, you overcame the world. Blessed are they that overcome the world. Not the stuff you deal with, not your own sins, but the whole world is required to overcome, to come into actual sonship, the Bible teaches. If you overcome Jezebel, which is second heaven sorcery and immorality, which is all starlight, so you only run in your brain on third heaven glory light, then you get the morning star, which is the true light in the rulership of the world as the new heavens, it is written. Amen. And that's what we're going after. The overcomers of the world gifts. And then what happens? You have a world tree of life because you're bringing the light that is life upon the world. It shall rain from the sky. New Jerusalem comes down like a scroll, a scroll of the tree of life. It's the reproduction system of the words of God working inside souls and getting inside spirits and healing DNA. It will recreate all DNA in the heavens in the stars, in the moons, in the skies, in the clouds, in all air, and in all flesh and blood everywhere. The Word of God resets the fall. So the Lord Jesus Christ remains in the throne room until the restoration of all DNA. Acts 3.21 It is written. So with all of this ascending and glorification and fun stuff you're getting into, understand that what the discipleship's path is to keep going upward to learn how to use it to heal the universe at a genetic level because if you're not doing it it's just fake fluff anyway it's pointless you know you might as well just eat drink and be merry for tomorrow you die because you're just you're not using the things of god for god it's just an emotional experience it's fluff and so when you don't get that emotional experience you'll betray him because i don't feel like it it's not about feeling, it's about the truth and righteousness to reset this universe to serve God genetically. It's about the restoration of all things, which is what's things? DNA. The only thing that's not DNA in the universe is the Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit and his interpretation of the Bible is the only thing in this world that's not DNA that's not things. So you, how close the Holy Ghost? Deeper daily. Oh my God, you just get humbled every day, man. Like, I thought I knew something. I thought I thought I was going into revival. I thought we were in a Ruth Heflin phase and now we're back into whatever this craziness is. Elijah keeps it unpredictable. And you can go and put all these treasures in your treasure house and pull them out of you anytime. You can listen to messianic music all day long. You can do anything you want as long as you understand you'll keep it in you if you store it in your spirit and use it for burning up the DNA of the universe, which is doing God's will. What is God's will? To destroy the works of the devil. <laughs> to destroy the second heavens with fire. I've reserved the elements for fire. To destroy them completely, it is written. If you don't destroy them, then you're just having external fluff. You understand? That's satanic activity. 
We don't want just the fluff. We don't want to be false Christians. We want to destroy the devil with the stuff. There is a revelation in all the activity you're doing. It's a deeper understanding. So there's meaning and richness in all of it. I know I got to be fed because the food that goes into my spirit is going to release power that's going to melt elements. It's going to transform clean and unclean animals in the ark of glory formed in me. And I have a vision now for destroying all the blockages in my region. You get an apostolic blueprint. You get a revelation for the intoxication. You don't just, it's not just intoxication without revelation. That's when it becomes swine's blood. All the things from God are abused on earth. Everything on earth was created by God. And what hell is, is the abuse of things that came from God. So when we bring the drunken glory, they all abuse it. I did too, for selfish purposes. And just turn it into selfishness. And then you grow up and you're like, well, there's deeper stuff than that. I wonder what it is. And God just trains you in a deeper way. That's what how the animals die. That I'm going to use this to fly and not be a fly. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> this is how we grow up in the Lord. <laughs> it's fun to mature in Christ. The richer, deeper, higher things of God are reserved for ones that are like God in every way. You have to become like God with the things of God. If you don't transform into His image with the things of God, guess what happens? It turns into idolatry. All the things from God, everything on the earth was created by God. Most people don't use it to change into the image of God. If you use it to change into His image to serve Him, you go up like Enoch. Guaranteed. Every single person will. If you're given the gifts of the Spirit, you're given the Holy Ghost, you're seeking the things of God, you're learning how to ascend, and if you use it to change into His image out of your own image, of the image you're bearing of self into the image of Yahweh, and the people can start to see the angel of God in your soul. Oh, hallelujah. That's the fruit of a person who's a true disciple of Jesus Christ. All God's children should become disciples. So the stuff that is holding you back from that level of commitment, of image bearing, birds, beasts, reptiles, kill it with passion. When that stuff turns on you and requires of you your life, because it will try to kill you, Remember, God has given you an altar to kill it. God has given you the ability of your belief systems to take that thing and wring its neck and burn it on an altar of fire. I will be possessed with Jesus. Jesus is indestructible. He's transfigured. If it's destructible in me, it's because of my idolatry. If it's indestructible, it's because I've already sacrificed the selfishness of that level and layer or realm in my soul, and Jesus is fortified there in his invincibility. See, it's about becoming invincible in the light, invincible in the glory. It's a different standard of existence, not just maintaining fire insurance or I'm good, I believe in Jesus. Whoopty frickin' do, man! Demons believe in Jesus! <laughs> No one's going to pat you on the back for demon-level faith. You need to be filled with the glory. you got to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Seek a deeper commitment. What kind of things need to happen to you for you to go deeper in the Holy Ghost? Let them shower your souls. 
If we use this earth as a playground, woo, we'll forfeit our destiny. Be lucky to make it into heaven. This is not a playground. This is a place to destroy the works of the devil. If you are not aware of what the enemy's doing and you're just living in some kind of false realm of peace, the devil's already got you. The devil has got you in his kingdom if you are not aware of what the devil's doing in the world. I would not have you unaware of the works of the devil, Jesus Christ said. You have to be aware of what he's doing. He's always trying to do something stupid. If you're not aware of the stupid stuff he's doing towards you, he's already got you completely and totally. Like, so many. So many. So first and foremost, the Holy Ghost, listen, the Holy Spirit hates the devil. If by the Holy Spirit I drive out demons, then you know the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. And we're not just driving them out. We're binding them in chains. We're pouring the glory on their heads. We're torturing them. We're hurting their feelings. Their feelings are the feelings of lust that cause rape and pedophilia and sexual morality. Don't tolerate evil spirits. If you do, it will grow in the sickness of the fallen angels in you. You have to hate sin in order to love righteousness. Amen? If you don't love your neighbor, you've already committed an abortion because you've murdered them. If you've not loved perfectly in your heart, you're an abortionist. Same murder. Learn how to love without hypocrisy. And practice agape towards yourself and others so you're not practicing sin. Because this is what the Christians get into, hypocrisy, and then the devil's got a hook in you, and you're destroyed because we're just protesting abortion, overturning Roe v. Wade, and we're out here and we're like better than everyone because we believe the Bible. Listen, man, you have to kill the birds out of your own soul. You have to apply it first to you, head to toes, and shred your animal nature, shred your flesh, and be as pure in the spotless lamb, manifested in you and through you completely and totally, constantly. Jesus is our righteousness. We have none of our own. He wants to possess you, but you got to have an understanding of what possession's like. You're not going to make it. You're either going to die in complacency and resisting the Spirit, or you're going to die with Christ and be possessed by the Holy Ghost. But you are guaranteed all going to die. You will not make it out alive, but God has provided an altar for you called the Lamb of God. It's a pain-free process. The only part it hurts is your pride. And that's why they say it hurts. Well, it's because you're full of Satan's pride. All of us are from birth. The flesh is just packed with all layers of DNA pride. Proud of your last name. Proud of your heritage. Proud of your nation. Proud of the flesh. Proud of your bloodline. All of it is satanic as Lucifer himself. It just doesn't get any more evil than pride in the flesh. That is your number one enemy. And it's the hardest thing to see after you entered the glory. That must die. We have no confidence in the flesh. We have no pride in the flesh. It's okay to have pride in the glory. I'm proud of my Father in heaven. It's okay to be proud of the Holy Ghost. I'm proud of the Holy Spirit and who He is, because He's awesome. <laughs> to be proud of anything else except God is foolishness. 
because there's nothing good in this earth except the Holy Spirit. See, that's true humility, that I am annihilated into Him, and He's perfect. And when I say the truth out of Him, and I'm annihilated, it's an oracle of the third heaven, and if you believe it and apply it to yourself, you'll die, and guess what? Your spirit will live, which is called coming alive. You can't find your life unless you lose it. The only way you'll ever taste resurrection glory is if you fully embrace crucifixion death. And we need more crucifixion death. And then we're going to get more automatically by the Holy Spirit, resurrection life. So what kind of resurrection life is it needed to go into ascension? A much greater understanding of crucifixion. See, you'll ascend as high as you're dead to selfishness and sin. You can't go high with stuff hooked in you. It's not possible. You're pegged to the earth. There's chains and cables and cords. You care about the world. You care about earthly things. Jesus said you were disqualified if you loved your families more than him. If you loved your children more than him, you could not be a disciple. You could not ascend. It's written in the word. If you loved your spouses more than him, you could not ascend. You could not be a disciple. You could not go up in the glory cloud. It's written in the word. You'd have to have Jesus in you as first love in order to go into heaven. It's a basic discipleship principle. God first, and there is no second. And when God's first, guess what? You're perfect towards your family, your kids. They'll be raised in God because there's nothing left in you except God. Come on! That is the requirement of living in the glory. This is how you, the glory is extreme. The glory means I don't have anything in me that I want to remain in control in the realm of the natural. That I am all into the angelic heavenly life and have actually paid the price of my dead things to prove it. So I live as the angel of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Let's go to the Amplified. Luke 20. All the way down. Okay. Now in the resurrection, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven married her. And Jesus said to them, Luke 20, verse 34, The people of this world and present age marry and are given in marriage. Days of Noah, given in marriage. What does it mean? Soul ties to the realm of the natural. This is deep wisdom now, so don't say, oh, I'm going to have to divorce my spouse. You know, just goofy. Deep wisdom will cost you natural intelligence. Just If you don't have wisdom, put it in your spirit. Later on, you'll understand. This is not for your thinkers, for your drinker. You need spiritual intelligence. The intelligence of God is in your belly, zero in your brain. Zero in your brain. You cannot be wise with carnal intelligence. You'll be in, in Planet of the Apes. You'll just be an antichrist. Wisdom is developed by the Spirit and His intelligence. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a brain and doesn't need one because He's genius and perfect and omniscient. 
So that intelligence is imparted into your bellies, into your spirit, and is gradually transforming the false intelligence of the mark of the beast in your forehead. Transfigured by the renewing of your mind to divine intelligence out of animal intelligence, beast intelligence, carnal intelligence, which is as lost as it gets. If you cling to that intelligence of the brain, after you're born again, you have forsaken the mind of Christ, the mind of the oil, the intelligence of the oil. You have forsaken Christ. If you value the things of the flesh, psychology, you've forsaken Christ. If you value the intelligence of the animal over the intelligence of the angel, you are no longer walking with him. You are against him and not for him. You can only have two minds, Romans 8 says. The mind of the flesh that hates everything of the real God. Bible says has waged war, which means you're murderous towards it. You hate it. You can't walk with them anymore. You hate God. Or the mind of the spirit, spiritual intelligence. Then you war against carnal intelligence, which means you've chosen to be a disciple and repent of your mind into the mind of Christ. And then you keep growing in Christian intelligence. Christian intelligence is a promised land. It's the taste of the rainbow. That's why you're indignified when you grow in Christian intelligence. Because you're losing your mind and gaining his. Those that don't gain his mind, you're not even disciples. You're carnal apes. If you're a, a carnal Christian, a, a disciple in the brain, you're actually an antichrist. Those are the ones who use their intelligence of the flesh to fight everything the Holy Spirit's doing. You're the body of the antichrist. What if the Bible tells you what the antichrist is, those that are carnal minded. Romans 8, they have waged war against spiritual spiritual intelligence. Let's go there. This is so good. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no judging guilty of wrong for those who are in the oil of Jesus. Right? You gotta be in the oil though. <laughs> the Bible says, who are in the oil, the anointing of Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates or the control of the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law could not do, its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit sending his own Son in the guise of sinful flesh as an offering for sin, God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept that sacrifice. So that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the Spirit, our lives governed not by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. Controlled by the glory. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their brains on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit are controlled by the desires of the Spirit. They set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Ghost. 
They glorify the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. And you tell, you tell right in the countenance. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. <laughs> Last thing to be swallowed up, the mind of the flesh. Oh my gosh. Death. So there's an angel of the mind of sense and reason, an angel of death. Abaddon lives in the graveyard of carnal sense, reason, psychotic activity of the flesh. <laughs> death, where is your sting? Behold, death is swallowed up in victory. The victory of what? Spiritual intelligence of developing a rich treasury of glory. Living out of the treasure house. This is the treasure house right here. This is your intelligence now if you are a disciple. If you're not, it's just like laying hands on Taco Bell. Because you're faithless and your spirit's not regenerated. <laughs> Truth anyhow. If you want to live in the glory, these are foundations for the glory. You're not going to live in the glory. You'll live in second heaven's false glory. But you can live in third heaven's real glory if you develop intelligence in your spiritual stomach, which is the treasure house of God. Rich treasury of what? The mind of Christ. This is the dimension that makes you rock solid to weather and stand any storm of the madness of human flesh. You see him, every wind of whatever media is thrown at him, world events, all stupid stuff that animals are doing, their mind sways and talks about the garbage because they're carnal-minded chimpanzees. Satanic Christianity, get out of here. This is how you get solid in the spirit. And nothing in the world can sway you because you're not in the world and your mind is not a part of the world. Therefore, the angel of death that rules over the sense, reason of the flesh mind can't do anything to you. You're ruled by the spirit mind, which means God the Father is actually your Lord. He's lording over your souls and minds because your spirit has the intelligence in it. If your intelligence is flesh, Satan is your Lord. If it, your intelligence is your spirit, God the Father is your Lord. <laughs> so the transition of why we eat and value discipleship, the word, understanding all the ways of God is so that we can be more spiritually intelligent, which is called wisdom. 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 Kills beasts. Mixed wine. What's mixed wine? greater spiritual intelligence and abilities of an angel of God. You are an angel of God and we're getting you out of the deception that you're a mere man, a mere woman. You're not a man. You're not a woman. You're a new creature in Christ. You are an angel of God and we can train you how to live like one and feel like one all the time. And it's real. But the brain has doubt in it, which is demonic influence that rejects the things of the spirit. So you have to first and foremost, in order to get into the spirit, reject the brain and the influence of the brain. You can't be a disciple and value your senses and reasoning. This thing has to die. 
This is the altar, Jerusalem, the skull. If this is not the sacrifice, the animal spirits of the beast and the chief of the beasts of all the field will control your body like carnal Christians all the days of your life. If you can sacrifice the carnal Christianity and the place of the skull, you'll be controlled by the water courses of the river of life in the high places of holiness all the days of your life in the glory! Then you make the entire narration of the story of life on earth then you dictate the experience of everyone. You understand that? If you become spiritually minded and stay spiritually minded as Christ is, you now are the story maker of the theater of earth. You're writing the play script. You're writing the movie. You're writing everything that everyone's experiencing. The bride of Christ comes down as a scroll. It's the rewriting of the experience of DNA on the surface of the earth. This is what is at stake in the gospel in the mature things of God. And this is what the devil hates. You becoming the narrator of the script of the earth. This is what we're at war for. Amen. This is what the glory backs up. Taking over the newspaper. Taking over the script. Taking over the agenda. Taking over the narration of the storyline of earth. Listen, we're going to take over. The Bible says we take over. And we're going to rewrite history as the overcomers of what actually happened from these Luciferian sorcerer idiots that are controlling things by money and manipulation in media. Big time, guys. Big time. This is Father's heart. This isn't getting political. This is getting powerful. This is getting universal rulership of Colossians, body of Christ, to be a government of the white dove with the chaste virginity of Jesus, with not any selfish intentions, just the Father's heart to heal this universe so that people can live on peace and in peace and in joy and in prosperity in all the earth without the constant violating of their soul by foul birds. So you're going to have to have this level of ferociousness towards that stuff. The reason why tonight's message is so different than last night's is because there's different souls in here. I'm speaking to dread champions and warriors. It's a completely different mantling and a different calling and destiny getting activated tonight. Thank you, Father, for the rulers and the chiefs and the apostles like chieftains you know to be a chief of a tribe you had to be the most powerful warrior of the tribe or the wisest of the tribe every time of every tribe of all the native americans whoever was the prophet usually became the tribal chief we're of the tribe of judah you're in a tribe of people right now we need to grow in wisdom and rulership and leadership in these things to raise up our tribe to become thousands of times more powerful. Whereas like two years ago, it was a chief and a bunch of just young people. 
Just young warriors. Now everyone's at chief level two years later. Literally multiplying chieftains in wisdom. Amen. Anything that's in Christianity, in Christ, in the oil, will be multiplied in you. Okay? An apostle went out and multiplied himself and others. Paul says, I wish you were all like me, except without these chains. You know, it's called freedom and everywhere. Freedom, abundant life everywhere. I want all of you to be apostolic. I want all of you to be chieftains. This is God's original design. I want all of you to be gods. Gods, Yahweh's. Not just under fallen angels stealing your confidence. Not oppressed by religion. I want you to have my ability and my heart, my purity, my passion, my wisdom, and I want you to take over the universe with it as me, with me. Not separate than me, not like Satan, the IMs of Isaiah 14. Like Christians possessed by the anointed one, the body of Christ, completely separate. The bride of Christ is married and submitted. The bride of Satan is rebellious and Jezebelic, a witch who does her own thing. But they're both Christians. One's all into the second heavens, one's all into the third. Different sacrifices. One sacrifices others. One sacrifices self. That determines if you are a disciple of Satan or Jesus. We're going to sacrifice ourselves. We're going to become temples of living water. The spirit and the bride will say, Come and drink out of my belly flows rivers because I've sacrificed all my worldliness, my sin, and my demons to give people pure waters of life that will illuminate their mind to the revelations of God to the revelations of the glory, to the very nature of the third heaven and the God who dwells there. In Jesus' name. Amen! Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>
Oh, 